Mystery on Bardotta. An oasis of peace during the Clone Wars. The galaxy-wide conflict now threatens the ancient ways of the Bardotten people. With their spiritual leaders mysteriously vanishing, the foundations of order in its system are near collapse. In desperation, the Queen of Bardotta has called upon the Republic Senate with a puzzling request to help save her people from certain doom. Bucketheads, Mayvartigar. Welcome to our 228th Jar Jar Binks of Bonanza episode of Mandavision. I'm your host, Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out our small, independent Star Wars podcast. Reach out to us on social media. We are at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, MandavisionTom at gmail.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, follow, and share the show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. How is everyone doing? Welcome back. We have entered the home stretch of this, um, um, the original final season of Star Wars The Clone Wars before uh, Disney did its revival for the, se- for the, for the seventh season. Uh, and, and one thing I was hoping to talk about, we haven't really gotten into it necessarily. You know, we, we've, we've talked about it in the past, you know, that this all came about uh, the the abbreviated season six of Star Wars: The Clone Wars came about uh, after the purchase, the acquisition of Lucasfilm by Disney, and you know one of the things we, we I was hoping to kind of get into at some point was um, just to provide a little bit more clarity on on that whole situation because I, I think sometimes when I'm talking about it uh, I maybe don't maybe maybe I gloss over certain aspects of it. It's not to say that. Um, when they acquired the Clone Wars, they just, you know, canceled the season halfway through. That's not quite what it was. I mean, they canceled the show with episodes in the can, ready to go. And that's what we're watching now. Originally, when these came out, it was, it was Star Wars, the Clone Wars, the Lost Missions. And it went straight to Netflix, and they all dropped on Netflix at the same time. That's why, if you've noticed... As I'm saying, those original air dates for each episode, they're all the same. They're all March 7th, 2014 for this batch of episodes because when Disney canceled the show, it went to it, – it, there was no season six. It wasn't going to air. And then eventually they worked out the deal with Netflix. 
uh, and they put out those those episodes that were completed via via that format, and then eventually it was released on DVD as Star Wars: The Clone Wars: The Lost Missions, and that's where we are. That's what we're to- doing. So again, if you've noticed that, if you sort of wondered, like, it seems like he's saying March the seventh for every episode lately. I am, and I was just sort of waiting. You know, I, I sort of toyed with the idea of just having having a special kind of like bonus episode where we just sort of talked about all the stuff that went into to, to getting the final season or what we thought was the original final season onto Netflix and how that all came about. But uh, honestly, uh, it just it didn't sound like it was bonus-worthy material. You know, not, not for a whole episode. I could just get it into the intros on, on a normal episode of the show. So that's what we just did. Um, and and there, yeah, there you have it. So that's why they're all March 7th because they all dropped on Netflix at the same time. Uh, before we get into the episode proper, there is a little tiny nugget of Star Wars news that we can talk about. Uh, and that's basically a, a press release from uh, uh, somewhere, for, I think Disney in the UK, maybe maybe it's Amazon in the UK, I can't re- quite remember, where it talked about uh, the upcoming slate of, of Marvel and Disney shows for, for 2024. And it, interestingly enough, uh, didn't have the Bad Batch on there, but... Maybe it was more focused on the live action, and it mentions Skeleton Crew and Acolyte. What it does not mention is Andor Season 2, which, by all measures, is is a victim of the uh, writer's strike, the actor's strike, all the strikes. And it, 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 you know, it caused a pause in production. They tried to, to marshal things forward, but eventually they, they just couldn't do it. And then the actors went on strike too, so it wasn't going to happen anyways. And that has... has Subsequently, led to Andor being very likely pushed into into 2025. So, while that is disappointing news, uh, I'm not too mad about it because I am a okay with Tony Gilroy and and his his team of awesome writers and directors and creatives behind the camera in front of the camera uh, taking their time and and making a show uh, worthy of, of living up to season one, which uh, you all know I thought was simply uh, sensational Star Wars, and, and I couldn't get enough of it. I was, I, I was eating it up. It was so great. So take your time by all. Uh, just take it. Just take the time. I, <laughs> I'm not going to get mad. I'm not going to be on the Internet uh, slamming my, my virtual fists on, in, into the table and being, where's my Andor? Not going to do it. Not going to do it, friends. All right, so we do have an episode of Star Wars The Clone Wars to get into. Uh, and again, like I said, we're in, the, in sort of the final stretch here, and we are in a very interesting uh, two-parter, uh, The Disappeared Part 1 and Part 2. They didn't really think too hard on these episode titles for, the, for this one. Uh, but it features uh, the return of Jar Jar Binks in, in a way that is uh, unique and interesting, I think, and, and, and kind of gives us a little bit more into Jar Jar. And I really enjoy it. What's also fun about this episode is we see another aspect of Force users, you know, and, and Force users who uh, seem to seemingly uh, vehemently disagree with, with Jedi philosophies and, and uh, to the point where the Jedi aren't welcome on their planet. And I think that's interesting. I really like that sort of thing. It, it's, it's unique in, in, in again, it's... As much as I love the Star Wars universe, I, I, we don't get a lot of opportunity to dive deeper into the the galaxy at large and all the different various beliefs and, and, and things like that. You know, there's just not enough uh, what's considered canon material these days. You know, it's 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 hopefully something that gets corrected moving forward. You know, like 
the Star Wars can be such an enriched place. Uh, we just need to kind of keep churning up the, the, the content that will make it so. But for the time being, we have to kind of take these, these little nuggets that they give us and, 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 and kind of go from there and, and see if they can be uh, used across other medias. Now, again, we've talked about it before. The problem with that is is that the, uh, shows and movies are, are always going to trump what shows up in a book or in a comic book or, or any other piece of uh, uh, secondary, pardon the expression, uh, piece of, of, of media. And that's a bummer. It really, really is. I, I wish they did a better job of trying to incorporate all the aspects of, the, of Star Wars storytelling uh, into one cohesive uh, uh, tapestry, if you will. Uh, like the way they, they, you know, it felt like they made an effort to do that back in the old Lucasfilm days, uh, but not so much currently. Like I said, the, the, the books and the comics will be completely overwritten if something that can be sold on the screen or in the theaters. Uh, wants to do it their way like you know they just you know for example they just did another version again <laughs> it's sort of funny to think about because i'm old enough to remember the first time they told the story of the rebels of, of princess leia and luke trying to get the, the carbonite frozen body of han solo back before he, he can be delivered to jabba the hutt on tatooine well marvel just told a new version of that story but guess what if some director comes along and pitches an idea to Kathy Kennedy and, and Bob Iger, and, and it's like, hey, I want to tell a story about about you know Boba Fett trying to get Han Solo's frozen carbonite body to, to Tatooine, and they're like, yeah, okay, do it. And the, all that stuff that I just talked about, all that stuff that we read months and months and months ago, uh, will be thrown out the window. <laughs> and, and it is what it is. Uh, that is uh, unfortunately the nature of the beast with licensing material, licensing properties. Uh, but anyways. Let's get back into this episode, because uh, not only does it have different Force users and and the return of Jar Jar Binks, but it's also Jar Jar Binks teaming up with Mace Windu, which is a very interesting uh, pairing. And you couple that together with uh, sort of a Star Wars riff on Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. That's pretty fun. I love that movie. Uh, I'm I'm game for for sort of sort of a Star Warsy version of it, you know, with the, the, the with this uh, Fangirl cult. Uh, which is basically the the Tuggy cult. Uh, it, it's I, I really dig it. I, I, there's a lot in this episode that I found very very fun and very very enjoyable. So let's go ahead get into the episode proper. This is Star Wars: The Clone Wars, season six, episode eight, The Disappeared, part one. Original air date March seventh, twenty fourteen. Written by Jonathan Rinsler, directed by Stuart Lee, with a, another uh, just wonderful voice cast. Ahmad Best as Jar Jar Binks. Terrence T.C. Carson is Mace Windu. Ami Solka is Queen Julia. Cass Anvar is Patine, uh, a.k.a. the Fangirl Leader. You got uh, Paul Nakochi as Savet. James Arnold Taylor is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Tom Kane is our narrator. And Tim Curry returns as the voice of Chancellor Palpatine. And our plot for this week. The peaceful world of Bardada and its mystic ways are threatened by an ancient prophecy, and its top spiritual leaders have vanished. And... That's it. <laughs> That's the plot. Uh, with uh, here's our JFC. Without darkness, there cannot be light. All right. So, like I said, Jar Jar Binks. We got Dagon, uh, Dagoyan Masters. Uh, these are the Force users. Uh, the, the Fangirl Cult. Queen Julia with the crazy name. Right. It's so so simple and so human. Um, <laughs> and, and we had we had Temple of Doom light. So let's go ahead and get into it. And and and. You know what that means, my friends. It is time 
Strap on your buckets. Let's go. Representative Binks? Why would the Queen of Baldotta request the presence of Jar Jar Binks? I'm afraid she would not say, but she impressed upon the Senate the urgency of their situation. And what exactly is the trouble on Baldotta? Several of the ancient mystics, the Dagoyan masters, have disappeared. A strong connection to the Force, the Dagoyan masters have. Yet, unlike the Jedi or Sith, they are. Warriors, they are not. Intuition, knowledge, the harmony of the universe is what they sense. Passively, they connect with the Force. I wonder why the Queen doesn't want a Jedi sent to solve this mystery. Long ago, inducted into the Jedi Order, Bardotten children were. However, thieves, the Jedi were named by the Dagoyan. The Dagoyan masters believed the Jedi took the children against their will. We were labeled as kidnappers. Chancellor, am I to understand the Queen requested Representative Binks go alone to Bardotta? I'm afraid she was quite specific on that point. I think that course of action is unwise. If there is trouble on Bardotta, I'm afraid Representative Binks will be out of his depth. I agree, which is why I came to you. We await your decision. Are you volunteering to undertake this mission, Master Windu? If the Council agrees, yes. See, that's all very interesting to me. I, I love the idea of, of, a, of a culture, of a people who consider the Jedi to be uh, kidnappers. And, you know, that is something that has been touched upon in other Star Wars stories, but... Uh, and, and probably more well thought out in those other stories, but again, I'm having trouble remembering if those stories are now still considered to be can canonical or not. Uh, so, again, for it to be lightly touched upon here in Star Wars The Clone Wars, uh, I found very, very cool and, and, and very interesting. You know, uh, again, I like different perspectives and of, the, of the Jedi and, and different uh, ways of interpreting the Force and how to use it. Again, you know, we get into these things a lot in, in other pieces of Star Wars media, but we often don't get it in sort of like the main canon. And I, I wish we did have more time to do that. Uh, it is interesting. Everyone's sort of sheer disbelief at, at the notion that uh, Queen Julia is requesting Jar Jar Binks, Representative Jar Jar Binks, to, to come to her aid uh, with, this, with the disappearance of the Degoyan Masters. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, they also kind of search for the reason. They don't really know. They don't understand. But I guess they have to go along with it. So they decide that... Uh, Mace Windu is going to tag along with them to create a, uh, a a dynamic duo like none other before it. And again, on the journey to Bardauta, uh, Mace questions if if Jar Jar is the right person for this. Is this are you know are you? Yeah, I think he even asked him like bluntly, like, "Are you the representative of Binks that Queen Julia is asking for?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, that's my friend Queen Julia." And we're all sort of like, "What the heck does that mean?" But we can answer to that pretty soon, but not yet. Just wait for it. Uh, so now Jar Jar is, is on Bardota. He is with a Jedi who was uninvited, and they have an audience with the Queen. Let's go ahead and play this because uh, it sets up for an interesting dynamic. Representative Binks of the Republic, you were requested to come here alone. Why have you brought this Jedi to Bardota? Oh, great Queenie Julia. Please forgive me, sir. This Jedi is Mr. Paolo. He's coming here to be helping me to solve your troubles. 
He is your servant, then. Um... Yes! Yes! That is the truth. Master and Maze is Misa humble servant. Very well. Jeddah, because Jar Jar Binks vouches for you, I will allow you to stay here. For now, you must wait in the antechamber. So I found that all very amusing, especially the look on uh, Maze Windu's face when Jar Jar calls him his servant. It is nothing but chuckles to me. <laughs> so <laughs> let's hear the, the finish. Uh, now that Mace has been being escorted out, and again, Mace isn't very trusting of Jar Jar. Like, Mace has zero confidence that, that Jar Jar can get this done. Uh, so him leaving the room, that rankles Mace Windu, right? Uh, yeah. And, you know, it's never explicitly said in this episode, but uh, there is a very similar uh, a, a sort of vibe between the Bardotans and and the Gungans. So I think that leads to some commonalities that may be of note coming up, if you know what I'm saying. We'll get to it in a minute. Jar Jar, we are in danger. An ancient prophecy is coming true. Our beloved Dagoyan masters are disappearing one by one. And if they are not returned, a darkness will arise that will engulf the galaxy. Misa not letting that happen, milady. Hi, Seneschal Padin. I must speak to Representative Binks. Alone. All right, so what we're going to find out that what that means, <laughs> well, we're going to find out what that means here real quick because someone's going to get some smoochy smooches, and it's Jar Jar Binks and Queen Julia, which, yes, indeed, folks, that does mean that Jar Jar gets down. And, <laughs> you know, yeah, why not? You know, hey, good for Jar Jar. Let, let's let it go. Let's let it happen. Um, but this alone time... For Jar Jar and Queen Julia, uh, where they can become reacquainted, quote unquote, uh, it doesn't sit well with Mace Windu, who uh, is, you know, chomping at the bit here to solve this mystery. Uh, so he's going to reach out to Yoda. Let's go ahead and, you know, let's go. Ahead, let's just go ahead and play this little bit here uh, as Jar Jar and Julia get their smooches on. There is a great disturbance in the Force here. That much is certain. I can sense it all around me. Mm, difficult to see. Such disdain for the Jedi there is on Bardata. A good place for evil to hide, it may be. Yet remember, drifting within the flow of the living Force, the minds of the Dagoyan Masters are. Essential, this connection is. Whether friend to the Jedi they be, or not. Hmm. <laughs> If you're looking for a friend of the Bardotans, look no further than Representative Binks. The Queen has been alone with him for quite some time now. The innocence of a child, this Gunkin has. Perhaps appealing to the Dagoyan. His mind is. Well, my mind would be more at ease if I knew what they've been up to. I don't think he wants to know what they've been up to. You, you, you just don't want to go there, Master and Mace. No, sir. Not at all. <laughs> And now this is when this is when Mace gets a little aggressive, 
for my tastes. Uh, the, his sort of insistence that he be present at any sort of discussions going on. Uh, and he tricks these poor Bardotan guards into, into, into chasing him and then just uses the force to, to be up really, really high so they can't find him. Because uh, the Bardotans are small, they're small people, but they build their palaces very, very tall. You know, like huge, huge hallways, huge arches. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me from uh, an archaeologist. Ar 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 um, <laughs> I almost said archaeologist, and I think that's because I'm getting ready to do all the Temple of Doom stuff here. But I, I simply meant from the architect perspective that uh, I don't know why a, a, a species so short would, ins would insist on having walls so high. <laughs> but... It is what it is. So again, I'm going to say it again. I, I, what Mace does here, I think, is uncool. But I do like that the, the Goyans can't. Uh, uh, they are resistant to his his uh, attempts to influence them, uh, which is again leading leads to that chase that I found to be a bit childish for Mace Windu to do. <laughs> and again, like the, okay, cool that the Goyans can't uh, be swayed by by Jedi influence and mind control and that that sort of thing. But they can easily be manipulated into following a Jedi around a corner and then him just being up so high that they can't see him. So, I, you know, it, it doesn't look good for the Degoyans. I know I called them the Bardotans earlier, and I, man, I did not mean to say that. So <laughs> I apologize. Uh, I apologize to Degoyans everywhere. And now we get Mace storming into the room, demanding that he be seen, that he be part of these discussions, just as uh, Queen Julia was about to to share with Jar Jar what the heck is going on. But Mace's presence upsets the queen, and those guards have to escort him out, and now she needs a minute to kind of compose herself while Jar Jar sees to Mace out. But Mace is getting real fed up. And again, it's not like, you know, Jedi need to be a little bit more patient, I think, you know. And Jar Jar tries, tries to tell him that. He's like, hey, I was about to find out everything, but you came storming in there, and you blew it. Careful! What do you think you're doing? Where were you last night? Doing? Misa loved the Queen Julia. What's wrong with that? You are jeopardizing the mission. No, no, Master and Jedi. Misa love for beautiful Julia is the only thing starting to talk. She's a trust in only Misa. Or in now Yusa. A letter. You must understand, Jar Jar. The Force is strangely out of balance here. Did the Queen tell you anything important? That's what she was trying to do before you to come in on hot like. <sighs> Take this. Since they seem to want to keep us separated, contact me if you learn anything useful. Okay, day, Master and Mate, but only if Queenie thinks it's all right to tell you. All right, so Mace has handed a communicator to Jar Jar so they can stay in touch. But as Jar Jar returns to Julia, we find that she is missing now, a, a, a room with no other doors, and, and Queen Julia has, has been disappeared. And uh, that sends Jar Jar into a bit of a tailspin. All right, so let's go ahead and lay out the, the next audience that Jar Jar and Mace has for trying to locate the missing Queen Julia. Guards! Bakhtav Toy! We must return. The 
there can be no doubt. The prophecy is being fulfilled as it was written. First, the Degoyan masters disappeared. And now the queen. If she does not return in three rotations, I'm afraid she'll be gone forever, and an era of darkness will rise throughout the galaxy. Distinguished Council, if I may. The coming of the Jedi was a sign! It was a sign! The Arbiter of Doom! The Arbiter of Doom! Council! Oh, great Bardata Council! Please, you sir, must listen to me, sir. Queenie Julia was me bombad Paolo for many years. She said knew there'd be troubles here. That's why she's a calling me, sir, to help in, in your time of need. Misa taking my loyal helper, Master and Mace, and we finding the Queenie and bringing her back into Yusa. Ask them about the origin of the prophecy. Now, let Misa ask in Yusa where this prophecy coming from. All right, let's pause it right there real quick. I enjoy Jar Jar stepping up like that. I think that's good stuff. I really, really dig it. Stop hating on Jar Jar, old people. Yeah, you heard me. <laughs> this is good stuff. And his palo Mace Windu. I mean, come on, Master and Mace himself. This is good stuff. How are you not having fun yet? And the Temple of Doom stuff is about to begin. And again, we only got a hint of the prophecy, right? But if the, if the queen has disappeared, a, 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 a new era of darkness will rise in the galaxy. Guess what, Bardottons? It's coming, man. The Degoyans are onto something. Maybe not exactly what they're picturing, but that era of darkness is going to begin one way or the other. They got half of it right, that's for sure. All right, so let's go ahead and lay out the prophecy itself. They are the words of the Frongal clan who worshipped Malmoral, the ancient demon of our faith. Their ancient shrine is located under our present-day temple, far beneath the surface. It is a cursed place, an evil place. All right, now I want to pause it right there, too, because that's interesting as well, because of all the lore around the Jedi that says that beneath the Jedi Temple on Coruscant is an ancient Sith temple itself, built on top of, you know, the Jedi built on top of that ancient Sith temple. So you're seeing some similarities between the Jedi and the Degoyans after all, which is very, very interesting. All right, now we're getting to, now we're getting into some straight Temple and Doom stuff. Cursed place, an evil place, let's let it go. No one who enters those caverns ever returns. Then that is where we must look first. Then that's where we be going first. All right, so there you go. Now they're going to go off on their mission, and it's time to begin our Temple of Doom-like adventure. And it's going to be fun, 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 as Jar Jar gets to experience being disappeared as well. You know, the, the, the Goyans are using, uh, the fangirl cult specifically, are using some kind of magic blow, glow, blue glowy powder to make you invisible. And then they shepherd you away. Um, it, it's, I found it amusing the way Jar Jar is, can't see himself and it, the way it sort of spins him out a little bit. I was amused by all that. But let's go ahead and we'll move ourselves forward a bit here in the episode. Because uh, Jar Jar is going to get disappeared. He's going to end up with the captured Degoyan Masters, and we begin to find out uh, what they're being captured for, what they're being used for. Like they're they're being harnessed, and their their force energy is being drained from them and put into like this big giant glass ball. And well, let's just get to the next scene. All right, so Jar Jar captured, Mace looking for them, 
And again, this is where we begin to get our very Temple of Doom-like motifs. Uh, you get to see a ceremony that the Fangral cult is, is performing. And the, the, again, if you're not picking up those Temple of Doom vibes, uh, you're, not, you're not trying that hard. So let's check it out as, as Queen Julia sort of explains exactly what's happening. Julia! Jar Jar. Misa here to rescue you, sir! Jar Jar, they are stealing the Force. They are stealing the force within us. Alright, now we begin the ceremony. I'm not going to play that part, but it's uh, it's really cool. And there's some really neat animation in here. And, you know, again, this is where that, that Temple of Doom light motif is, this is the strongest. And I enjoy that. So what you get next here is the big action piece of the episode, where, where Mace arrives to sort of thwart the efforts of the Fangirl cult. And I, again, I think it's a really fun action sequence. It's not uh, like super intense Jedi combat, but there's some really good stuff in it. It's a lot of back and forth. Jar Jar gets in the mix. He's trying to save Julia. Uh, but the, the leader of the Fangirl cult uh, makes their escape from, the, ta from the, the Temple of Doom. And it leaves our heroes in the lurch. They don't know what to do next. We see them take off in a rocket ship heading towards one of the moons of Bardota. And... That leaves our heroes in a precarious place moving forward. Now they are back and getting uh, another audience to fill in the, the remaining Degoyan masters of the situation. The demonic cult of Marmoral is active once again. If they steal the essence of the queen, darkness will fall across the stars. Misa no bombad warrior, but Misa swearing to find you, Sakrini. With the help of Misa Bombat Paolo, Master and Mace! Jaja, maybe it's this place, but you're starting to make sense to me. So that's what I'm saying right there. What a dynamic duo Mace and, and Jar Jar turned into, right? I don't know. I have a lot of fun with this episode. It's It's got like that weird sort of like 48 hours, you know, Eddie Murphy, Nick Nolte kind of vibe between Mace and Jar Jar at first. Again, not quite as aggressively violent and racist as that movie may have been. <laughs> but, but again, they, you know, uh, Jar Jar, Mace doesn't like Jar Jar too darn much at the end, at the beginning of this. He kind of grows on him by the end. They have an adventure together. They have a good time. And maybe it is this place, but Mace Windu is starting to, be starting to understand and Jar Jar starting to make some sense to him nowadays. Uh, and again, the, the, the Goyans uh, seeming to be really happy that they have some other people who aren't the Goyans to do their dirty work for them. So uh, now our heroes have, have pledged themselves to uh, venturing forth and, and re recovering the queen, defeating the Fangirl cult, and, 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 and avoiding this prophecy to come true. I think this is a really fun episode. It's an easy seven buckets for me. I, I love the uh, Temple of Doom illusions and and that whole sort of uh, tribute to the Temple of Doom because I really like that movie. So yeah, seven buckets. It's it's just a fun one, you know? And again, you get some uh, some new insights into, into Star Wars and, and Force users, and I like that too. I'm, I'm here for all that all day long. So what do you think? You guys agree? Or you just, you just hate Jar Jar so much? that you can't see past it. Because that's what a lot of the reviews for this episode were based on. So <laughs> just that's just my two bits on that right there. But again, hey, 
just wait for part two. <laughs> so this has been the Man Division podcast. My name is Tom. I am your host, Nargai Tom. And and we really appreciate you checking out and supporting small independent Star Wars podcasts like ours. Uh, we really, really do love that. And Bucket of Nation, you continue to be the best supporters on the internet. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Make sure you and your friends are following us on the social medias. We don't post a ton, but we do post on occasion. Uh, Mando, it's at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. Email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, following, and sharing the show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. Uh, if possible, and you're so inclined, if your podcasting platform does five-star reviews, give them to us. We, we really, really help. They really help shows out a lot. They, they help defeat the tyranny of the algorithm. And we hate the algorithm and its tyranny. So thank you in advance for doing that. All right, Bucketheads, go out there. Be great Star Wars fans. Uh, the holiday season is upon us. Hopefully that finds you in a good place. Um, but the, the Star Wars Men of Vision podcast will be here for you throughout the holidays. Uh, if, if Whether you're the biggest Christmas or Hanukkah supporter around or if you couldn't stand any of the holidays, <laughs> we'll be here for you, all right? That's what matters the most. All right, my friends, Buckethead Nation, you are the best. Let's get out of here. You know what that means. This podcast, it can only end one way, my friends. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. You expect me to search the galaxy for the home of this creature and deliver it to a race of enemy sorcerers? This is the way. <laughs>